Just for Kicks podcast. We're doing another daily edition of our recaps and previews of Cutter 2022. Mike, you began our podcast yesterday by singing Upset Day. And although it didn't play true to form across all the fixtures, let's start with another massive, massive upset. Let's talk about Japan. Let's talk about Germany. You called it. How the hell do you know? Man, it, it it's just going back to, you know, the different logic around the game between, you know, Steve, Steve actually sent the photo to the two of us about uh, Germany's sort of statement with the team photo before the game. And it's become a very politicized thing in Germany and they're not really showing the games back there. And so was wondering if that sort of lack of support would factor into the team. I think Japan just nailed the game plan. In the first half, they essentially just invited pressure. Germany kind of wore themselves out. And then the second half, they just went for it and scored, you know, a scrappy goal and then a really nice goal. So it's just, you know, the 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 stars were kind of aligned for this one. And Germany was, of, of the teams today, certainly the biggest, you know, on upset alert. Steve, how difficult is the path ahead for Germany, especially after Spain just annihilated Costa Rica 7-0? Let's talk about Spain, Costa Rica, what you saw from Spain, and how those two fixtures now change the entire complexion of this group. I don't even know where to start with Spain. Um, Yesterday we saw one of the biggest upsets of all time, and today we saw one of the biggest demolitions. Uh, They were just walking around, completed almost 1,000 passes. That's cute. (laughs) And had 85% possession in the first half, seven attempts on goal to zero for Costa Rica, ultimately 3.79 XG to 0.0 for Costa Rica. I have never in my life seen such a spanking. (laughs) Well, the antithesis of a spanking, um, it seemed like Canada, for all their grit against the balance of play, was not able to capitalize as Belgium got a sneaky one of victory. Elsewhere, Croatia and Morocco. Morocco probably better uh, over the course of 90 minutes, but was not uh, clinical in the final third and could not walk away with any more than a point, which still pretty good given how we thought this group was going to shake out. If you're Morocco, that's a good result. Um, I, it was a really, really close match. Uh, nothing too outrageous happened in either box. Uh, so it felt like a pretty pure stalemate, and both teams were solid if unspectacular. Both still obviously have a great chance moving forward, except for I think Mazraoui got injured for Morocco, and he's one of their best players, was honestly a main part of their game plan, shutting down the wing. So it'll be very interesting to see how they react to that. Tomorrow. I mean, my goodness, we have the blue bloods of this tournament. If they were to fall to Serbia, um, then this whole tournament's upside down. We are officially in the upside down. Mike, how safe is Brazil tomorrow? I I mean, look, I I don't think anybody is is safe at this point, but I still feel very strongly about Brazil. I I think that the bet in this one is the over just because I don't know how 
close or far apart the final score is going to be, but I think that both Brazil and Serbia both have a lot of firepower. You can get that over two and a half goals at minus 148. I think that's the pick here. I think this is actually going to be a super exciting game. I think Brazil is going to come with the flair. Serbia is very much physical and direct. So I, I think Brazil is as close to a sure thing as you can get at the same time. It wouldn't be the craziest thing ever if Serbia pulled this off. If they did, I think that that would actually be now Saudi Arabia over Argentina is going to be the upset of the tournament. I was going to say it wouldn't be the it would have been the craziest thing in the last two days. It, it yeah, it's the craziest it, it, thing in the last two which, days. Which yeah, which is wild. In fact, it would be the third craziest thing. <laughs> like that's I, always... I'll go second. Okay, I'll that's go fair. Second. That's fair. My I think Japan, I think Japan over Germany was a little bit more straightforward. Like if Serbia pulled it over Brazil, that'd be freaking wild um but they could do it yeah i mean serbia is better but i think the japan matchup on balance you know it made more sense that that transpired the way it did again still shocking also still shocking to some not so much to others we got portugal we got ghana it's going to be cristiano ronaldo's first match at cutter 2022 should he be selected um Mike uh, doesn't think that's a certainty. It also is going to be his first match after severing ties with Manchester United. Steve, do you think that has any effect whatsoever on his mentality tomorrow? Um, His mentality, probably not the team mentality. I think it definitely will. He, at this point, seems like a distraction. I'm very curious to see how they come out. Ghana is not the most formidable opponent. Ghana's got their own problems, but... Portugal's kind of always the second-rate European team in this tournament. They sometimes flounder, and yeah, I don't think they're a lock by any means. No, and Ghana has been known to overachieve, um, even at times where we're least expecting it, much to the detriment of the United States. Uh, Mike, any betting tips, props on Portugal-Ghana? So 2002, vividly remember waking up, you know, before the crack of dawn, World Cup was also in Asia and watched uh, a young emerging star named Clint Dempsey score the winner over Portugal. And that was Luis Figo's Portugal. You want to make that parallel to Ronaldo. Portugal can be upset. And around that time as well was when Figo was dealing with, you know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, some of some of that weirdness, the distraction. I think that the parallels there are pretty wild. Uh, Portugal and Ghana have faced each other once in a World Cup. It was in 2014. Portugal won that 2-1. to one. But I just feel like Ronaldo is such a big distraction, and Portugal is such a strange team. I would take Ghana at plus 700. I wouldn't go crazy on it, and it's not a bet that I'm like, oh, yeah, this I feel very strongly about this. It's absolutely going to happen. But I it's think something that, you would sprinkle. Oh, you got to sprinkle it with all the turmoil <laughs> at Port. There, there's so much you turmoil in Portugal, it, baby. and there's such a good vibe with Ghana. Like Tariq Lamptey is like my favorite little guy of all time. Um, they, yeah, I, I mean, plus seven hundred is is generous. I, I don't think there's any value in, in taking Portugal and um, rooting for Ghana in that game. In my opinion, is just fun. Steve, do you think there's any? Uh, 
silver lining here that Bruno Fernandes realizes <laughs> that he doesn't have to play with Ronaldo anymore and vice versa. And they're like, oh, we can vibe out um, every once in a while. Let's uh, let's do this. Yeah, it'd be fascinating <laughs> if Ronaldo getting cut from Man United is suddenly the thing that really <laughs> the tie that binds them together for this one last run because they just usually, especially for Portugal, don't look. Uh, they're oral on and the water, same baby. page. Yeah, I don't think they like. I don't think they like each other. I don't think they like each other either. Um, yeah, I, I. I don't know. I. I think it's going to be a very dramatic Portugal camp. Um, maybe Ghana gets the first bite of the apple. I, I, this, this group is very interesting. I think that it could go any number of ways. That's, that's the thing. That's why I'm saying I don't feel strongly. I, f- I feel like it's the match is a complete coin flip, which is wild considering the gap in talent for each side. But I just, I don't know. I, I don't see Portugal, uh, pulling a Spain today. Moving along to Uruguay, South Korea. Uh, Steve, you and I both pegged Uruguay as a dark horse in this tournament. Mike, what do you think they can do tomorrow? Is How strong is the Valverde-Nunez connection going to be against South Korea and Youngman Son? A team that he has shown he can carry by himself. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's still a little bit of a question mark around his health. And I, I think this is this is a fun one. In his career... Darwin Nunez has averaged 0.74 goals per 90 minutes. So the dude is a goal machine. And I think that Uruguay actually trounces South Korea. I think Uruguay is very much my dark horse for the tournament. Valverde is incredible. I think that Uruguay's squad just overall is very balanced. And you can catch Darwin Nunez somehow as an anytime goal scorer plus 170 and then Uruguay is minus one you know, to cover at plus 210 I think you hammer both of those I think Uruguay is going to put on a show tomorrow and I think a lot of people are going to say wait who who are these guys uh, I think it's important to point out I believe the last time that all of Uruguay's opponents in this group were in the round of 16 or excuse me the knockout stage Uruguay knocked them out wow that is so there's, yeah. Uruguay A has a history, and there's a lot of revenge, uh, a lot of revenge tour vibes in this group. You think Ronaldo might be looking ahead? So, <laughs> are, are you going South Korea, Steve? Uh, no, I don't think the revenge is that strong um, of a motivator. <laughs> I was like, I, 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 I really have since the draw came out. Um, Uruguay, I think, is a really, really strong team. They're a really strong tournament team, and for the uninitiated, Uruguay is usually the one that trips people up in the trivia department as multiple time winners. Mm -hmm. They have pedigree here. They're the little runt that could usually in this tournament. Um, Famously in 2010, the Ghana game with that's their history there with uh, the black stars. And then same tournament, South Korea knocked them out in the round of 16. And last year they knocked out, or excuse me, 2018 knocked out Ronaldo's Portugal in the round of 16. So unceremoniously, I, be- um, I believe Uruguay is the smallest nation population wise to ever win a cup. Yes. They were talking about this on the broadcast the other day. They were, when they won the world cup in 50, they were 2 million plus. Now they're about 9 million plus, I believe, which is still very small for a world cup winning nation. 
Do you know what happened in both the 1930 and the 1950 World Cup? Um, did it involve the United States? Very famous United States performances, yes. One of which might come up on Friday. Well, we said that about Denmark, and then they dropped points in Tunisia. Um, do you think uh, think Switzerland keeps the trend alive and starts fast, puts themselves in a good position to either win or more likely finish in second place in this group, or do you think tomorrow they're going to get tripped up? Steve? I mean, there's definitely some symmetry. The Denmark and Switzerland are both red and white with crosses as logos, and Cameroon and Tunisia are represented by very fast animals. Tunisia's the eagles, Cameroon's the lions. So, I mean, it's written in the stars, if you ask me. This is the this is the hard hitting analysis. Well, yeah. that we look to see. Well, you know, it's like it's, that's my numerology for the day. Well, you know, it's like Mar- March Madness. <laughs> you know, where um, people who are picking mascots will beat the people who are like using advanced metrics and everything. And it's it's funny because I asked asked my wife. Uh, who she was rooting for before the tournament. And um, she's like, you know, we went to Spain. I love Spain. Uh, I'm rooting for Spain this time. And I was like, I don't know. This might be kind of a down year for Spain. I Look what happened. Well, I mean, if that's the case, <laughs> if that's the case, Cameroon is the indomitable Lions, which by definition, they cannot be beaten. So they can't, they can't that, be beaten. <laughs> What's crazy, I'm going to give you one more, Steve, is flag colors for Cameroon. Are it's basically a sideways Ghanaian flag, almost. Colors are a little bit mixed around. In the warm-up friendly last Thursday, Ghana beat Switzerland 2-0. So now you've got a Cameroon team, similar style of play to a Ghana. I don't think this is straightforward for Switzerland. I think Switzerland should get a result, but I think that that friendly was a little bit concerning, and I think that Cameroon's going to come ready to play. So... Um, regardless of animals, crosses, colors, Lions, tigers, I think that, bears, <laughs> I think this is a, I think this is a tight game. And again, I'm, I'm rooting for the underdog in Cameroon here. Not sure if that'll transpire, but, um, you know, tomorrow is another underdog day outside of Uruguay and Brazil for me. Fantastic goalkeeper matchup. Jan Summer for Switzerland, Andrea Nana for the Cameroon oh, squad. Nana. Very excited. Yeah. Guys, final thoughts of the day? I am so much more bullish on Spain after this performance. I, I, maybe it's obvious, right? Like, oh, you're, oh, you're going to pick the team that won 7-0. But no, it's like you've got a young squad. I had tipped them to sort of stumble at the start. That did not happen. So I was dead wrong on that. And my question mark was around their finishing. You've got a young squad now that is full of confidence. If they stumble in that game, they might bomb out in the group stage. But they won it emphatically, and they got better and better as the game went along. You don't want to give a young, hungry squad this much confidence. This is a quality squad. We all knew that going in, but it was like, how are they going to perform? They have silenced all critics, and they are scary. What was our question about Spain? Their clinical finishing? Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) they, they They can score a few. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there. Uh, I, I was thinking about it today. The I, I think even some teams who are very confident, perhaps arrogant, and understand their talents, are excited to face maybe England and France and see how they can hold up against that. Certainly, the Netherlands, maybe Brazil, just for the test. I don't think after watching today, there's a single team in the world that wants to play Spain. 
I don't care how good you think you are. Maybe Brazil, because Brazil is inherently cocky. That's their whole vibe. But, like, no one wants to have to go chase that ball. Uh, no. I don't think they do. But we're going to be having a blast watching it. We had another goalkeeping man of the match performance today, Gonda, in the Germany-Japan match. So that's a goalkeeper man of the matches in back-to-back days. Get used to it. So that has been our Just for Kicks daily recap of today's action, preview of all tomorrow's action. Make sure to subscribe to the Just for Kicks podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We have tons of content coming to you. Um, check out our Instagram at the Just for Kicks podcast and Twitter at Just for Kicks FC.